Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Mackenzie's show, the man of the hour right here. Awesome. And again, thanks everyone for coming out. It's awesome to see everybody here in person, in the flesh, Yes. in, in a Zoom America. I, I hate it, right? You never get to know people. That's one big downfall from all this corona stuff. I'm happy you're going to... Oh, sorry. I'm happy everyone's here. You know, this is my first time doing a podcast, but I'm going to get used to it pretty soon. So thank you all for coming out. Can this so, be Lord? Can this be Lord? Nah, Let's get this out of here. <laughs> all right, now we can, uh, we can get this, this party started. So, uh, yeah, ba- basically, like, the impetus for this podcast, this show, what, what would you say, Isaiah, really kind of started... When we did the Zoom happy hour, I think, at, at our site, GoLong, GoLongTD.com, subscribe, sign up, we appreciate the support, but you came on there, you talked to subscribers, and I swear to God, you had everybody in stitches, like for an hour straight, sharing pranks, talking about your favorite candies, talking about your role, but, you know, I have an idea what I want this show to be, but this is your show, so I'll let you do the talking here. What do you want the Isaiah McKenzie show to be? <laughs> um... I wanted to be funny, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want a lot of questions. Um, just, I'm very open. I'm a very open guy, you know what I'm saying? My personality's, you know, through the roof. So I don't mind anything, any questions, uh, any good stories I have, I'll share with you guys off the field and on the field. You know, I talk a little football here and there. So I want this to be fun. <laughs> Love to hear it. Because really, I, I feel like, and I mean, you guys, you guys know, you're all Bills fans, you're all football fans. Um, right? Yeah. 
Things are going pretty good for the Bills so far this season. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, but yeah, just I feel like as, as popular as the sport is, a lot of Zoom press conferences, right? Yeah. A, a lot of uh, not getting to know the players, right? I mean, th these, are, these are fans pouring their hard-earned money into this game. You understand that you want them to get to know yourself, mm -hmm. get to know a player on a level that goes beyond the field, that goes beyond a press conference. And I got to say, like, I, I talked to a lot of players. I've covered this league a long time. Nobody's as authentic as Isaiah McKenzie. So appreciate you doing this, man. I appreciate you, brother. Um, since this, you know, since we, you know, came in contact since we started, it's been, it's been pretty fun. So I'm pretty sure, like I said, I want this to be fun. I want this to be open. And um, my guy Tyler here is going to get the job done. <laughs> Well, we're, we're definitely going to get to some questions at the end, so think about what you have in mind. Sorry, i got to hold this mic closer. Let's set this down here. I'm a, I'm a print journalist. I don't know if you can tell. You know, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. Um, so let's, let's talk some football first. Yeah. I mean, um, things didn't start well, right? Yeah. They did start well, though. Your kick return, yeah. how loud was it out there? On that yeah. return to start the season, it got pretty loud. It got pretty loud, and um, I enjoyed it. You know, what I'm saying hopefully, I, well, I, I wish I should. I wish I would have scored, but it would have been different. But it's fine. I'll score eventually. <laughs> so, if you don't remember the, the the Pittsburgh game, Isaiah took the kick return back. How, how long was? That? I mean, you almost took it to the house. Seventy-five yards. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's, <laughs> um, what's it what's it like at Highmark Stadium? Sorry, name changes a lot. Rich Stadium. What's it like inside Rich Stadium when it's rocking, man? Uh, that's a, that, you know, that, people you know it as Rich Stadium. You were probably like, the rock pile. The rock pile. Well, so when it's, when it's loud, when it's rocking, when it's going insane on a play like that, you posted something on social, I remember, right after. What's it really like to be in the moment? Um, it's, it's, I would say it's, it's very loud. Very loud. Um, it's nothing like it. You know what I'm saying I went to the University of Georgia. We had a hundred thousand fans, and it's nothing like what I heard when I ran that kick return back. It was it was crazy, electrifying. So, you know, what I'm saying I want to keep doing that, and you know, eventually I will. But um, it was it was amazing. That stadium was awesome. Like whatever you want to call it. <laughs> do you, do you feed off that? Like as a competitor, as somebody who like I know I know a lot of guys. It's kind of like they compartmentalize and they have this Zen focus. And then some guys, you got to embrace that all. Like, where do you fall down with that? Um, nah, I don't embrace it at all. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I just, I, I, I do embrace the moment, and then I go to the sideline, and I'm like, um, it, gets, it gets a little quiet after that play, you know what I'm saying, because nothing happens after that. But um, it's, I, get, I get juiced up. I'm pretty sure the whole team gets juiced up, and it's just it's awesome to be there, you know. And, and your role is so interesting because I feel like, you know, we, and, and, and everybody's, anybody's profession, like you go to work, you do your job, it's merit-based, like, you know, you, you don't have to wait around to get the ball. You've got to kind of wait around. You get a handful of opportunities a game to show your worth and do your thing. Um, you're a kick returner now, a punt returner now. Offensively, you might get a couple opportunities. We've talked about that, but like that mentality of, okay, I got to wait. I might touch the ball two times, but something crazy is going to happen on those, on those two, those two rushes, those two catches. H how do you kind of like wait for that opportunity and take advantage of it? Um, I just wait. I just wait a little bit because um, I, I actually 
have a joke with Coach McDermott. I say, yeah, um, I wait around, you pay me minimum wage, and I just, <laughs> I sit around and wait on this ball all day. He goes, he said, that's kind of how it goes, and I'm like, yeah, I get it, I get it at this point. But every time I get the ball, I want to make a play. So every chance I get, I got to take advantage of it. And um, it's still getting paid minimum wage, but that's fine. <laughs> Eventually, you'll get to that part. But um, it's fun, you know what I'm saying? It's fun waiting around, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people waiting on me to get the ball because they know what I can do with it, and I know what I can do with it. So I'll keep waiting. Get Isaiah McKenzie the ball more, right? That's what we got to accomplish with this podcast. So, I mean, things are going well, though. 35 nothing, 43-21, You guys are blasting teams. I just think it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of teams that are just killing, killing teams like you are the last three weeks, it's a lot of, like, finger-waving at the media and, like, we told you so and spiking up the fo- You guys aren't really doing any of that. It seems... Like you're, you're kind of like nitpicking your, your own team, your own performances, you, you know, putting it under a magnifying glass in a way that is, is rare. Um, what's it like internally, though, like day in and day out, when you guys are just killing teams? I mean, the Houston Texans, barely an NFL team. Let's be real. It's kind of rough. Kind of rough. Davis Mills. That was me saying it. Huh? But when you're killing teams, like, how do you... How do you push yourselves? Like, how does, you know, your, you know, Chad Hall, Sean McDermott, when you're in those meetings, like, how do you, like, push, because you got the Kansas City Chiefs coming up next. Yeah. Not exactly Davis Mills, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So what's it like behind the scenes right now? Um, coach just tries to keep us level-headed, and, you know, and I was just talking about this earlier today in the shower with a bunch of guys, and we were like, um, and, you know, coach kind of gets, like, whacked out when, you know, we win like that, because he's like, you got to stay level-headed. I'm like, coach, but we won 40 to nothing. What do we, like, can we not be happy? And he's like, he's just like, he wants everybody to be level-headed, and which we are, you know what I'm saying? We just, you know, walk water with a little swagger, which is not, which is not, not a problem. But to him, it's like, you're doing too much. You're walking different today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, what do you, like, what do you want us to do? I mean, we're winning games. We're having fun out there, you know, and, and every game hasn't been perfect, but at the end of the game, we come up with the win. So, I mean, it's going to be bumps in the road, but like, you know, McDermott says, we got to stay level-headed, and that's what we've been doing so far, even though we've been winning. You guys are. I mean, we can talk about this Texans game, but I think people probably want to hear about this Chiefs game coming up. I've, I mean, that's the bar, right? That's the expectation, the Kansas City Chiefs. You, you knew that. I mean, they beat you guys up in the AFC Championship game. It's not really close. Did you guys think about that all offseason? Because you have a team that can win the Super Bowl, but you got to get past the Chiefs. That's it. That's, that's the bar. Um, we don't – we talked – it's been terrible to talk about this today as well. He goes, you know, whatever last year was last year. And, um, you know, I agree with him. You know, last year was last year. This year's a new year. And they're still a great team, even though they've been struggling along the way. But they're still a great team. And we still got to come in there and beat them at their home field. It's just like we like to defend our dirt, they're going to try to defend theirs. And um, like I said, we just got to go out there and do what we've been doing is just come out with the win. And you scored a touchdown at the end of that game, right? Probably should have got you involved a little earlier. Is that the, is that the game plan, Get a, unleash Isaiah this, this week? I hope so. I, and I did score. <laughs> I scored a touchdown last year. And the only reason I scored that touchdown is because Beasley took a break. He took a break, and it just so happened I got in the end zone. So... I thank Bees for that, you know, for that one rep, well, five reps, but that was cool. 
It wasn't even part of the game plan then. He had to take a break. I mean, it's, I mean how, how difficult is that? Because you know what you can do. Like, you've done it. You've scored a lot of touchdowns. You've made a lot of plays. The Miami game last season, I'm sure. All the fans here remember, right? But, I mean, you were joking with Stephon Diggs before that game. Like, you better look out, man. I'm going to take your spot. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to let you get this position back, but when, you, when you've gotten the ball, you've made plays, but you can only control what you can tr- control. I know it's a cliche, but it's so true. Like, you, you can only take over a game if you get the ball. Correct, correct, correct. Um, yeah, like you said, control what you can control, but that only goes so far, you know? So, like, um, yeah, that last game of the season last year, I got three touchdowns, and I told Diggs, I said, hey, listen, if you're out of the game, I'm the number one receiver. And, you know, I became the number one receiver after the what, first quarter. And then so I bragged about it the whole offseason until we got now. And I have no touchdowns, and they had all of them. So, <laughs> so now I'm kind of like sitting, sitting in the back until I score more touchdowns. So. But you're the returner. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting. I think like back in, the, back in the 90s, you know, the return game was different. Right, you actually had a shot to return these kicks and punts and all that, but I mean, that's where you can affect the game now, right? Like in in special teams, um, what's that? What's that mentality like? Especially after everything that you've been through, coming into the NFL, right? Denver. I don't know if I should bring it. Like, you worked through that though. You worked through that. You you know, six muffs in eleven games. They give up on you. The Denver Broncos, they let you. I mean, they barely even see any of Isaiah McKenzie. You get to Buffalo. You get on that plane. I remember we talked about it. Like you said, I, I knew this is it. Like I, I got to make this work. How did you work through that? Like how? Because usually that's, you know, a, a rookie goes through that. That's the end of their career. That's it. You know, you have that. You have that many fumbles. You're done. M- mentally, what did you really go through that rookie season, through the muffs, the fumbles, to get to this point, being, you know, a pivotal member of a of a Super Bowl contender? Um, that was a rough. That was a rough season. And uh Emmanuel Sanders to tell you, they just, it kind of threw me in the fire. It was like, hey, you can catch the ball. You know how to make people miss. Go out there and run the ball. And that's what I kind of did for four games until I had to face a left footed punter. And if you know lefties, they're kind of weird. So. <laughs> Any lefties here? Any? No? Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> hey, Clint, that's right. Very weird. He's very strange. Um, but yeah, I went to get the left for the punter, and then it, it, it went left from there. Um, I had, like you said, I had six months, and through that season, I went through my ups and downs. Confidence was kind of low, and, and I'm never really low on confidence. I probably, but it got to me. And then that next season, you know, they cut me, and then and Buffalo came along a couple of weeks later and said, "Hey, you know, want to give you a chance?" And in my mind, I was like, I got on a flight at 11 o'clock at night, and no, it was 8 o'clock at night. I got here at 11 o'clock, and, and I told myself, I was like, I can't get a cut again, or I'm going to be working at Wendy's or something. And I was like, I can't be working at Wendy's. <laughs> so I was like, um, but I took heed to what I said to myself, and I talked to Brandon Bean and all of them on Tuesday, which is no practice, and then Wednesday come around, and they said, um, hey, you know what I'm saying, we need you to play this Sunday. And I'm like, all right, cool. I said, am I going to be the returner? He goes, no. I go, I go, what? He goes, we don't need you to be a returner. We just need to be, okay, okay. We get to the game. He's like, yeah, we need you to be a returner. It's like, are you serious? 
I was like, <laughs> so after that, you know, I became a returner for a, a little bit. And then Andre Roberts came in, and I learned a lot from him. I just beat him this past weekend, but I learned a lot from him. And, um, you know, like you said, now I'm the returner, and I'm the man, for, you know, for the job now. So, you know, just throughout these years, I've learned that, you know what I'm saying, you can't take any, any day, any rep for granted. And, you know, I just got to be on my P's and Q's when it's time to, when the ball's in the air and it's my time to make a play. So now I know, you know, when the ball's in the air, I have to make a play and I got to make good decisions. Man, that's, and you've been making plays. Uh, but, what, you know, everybody kind of goes through stuff in life, men mental health-wise. How did you power through that? You know, I've, I've talked to guys, you know, that, that can suffocate you in that moment. And you're working at Wendy's, like you said. You're, you're looking for another profession. Yeah. You know, you, got, you do have a barbecue restaurant. We're going to get into that. We're going to absolutely get into that uh, on the show. Um, but when you get on that flight to Buffalo, what's going through your head? How were you able to kind of push through and get past that when a lot of guys can't? Um, mentally, I, I didn't know what state to be in, but I knew I was happy inside. My gut feeling, I was happy. But mentally, I was like, okay, if I'm the returner, I can't fumble the ball, I can't muff the ball, I can't do this. And those are never thoughts in my head always, well not now, but like back then it was just like, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. Instead of telling myself I can, you know what I'm saying, I've been doing it, I've done it in college, you know, I just, I just got to build a confidence to do it. And it's all about, and like you said, you know, mental health and mental illness, that's, that's a thing, you know what I'm saying. I felt like I was going through it at some point, and I just, you know what I'm saying, every day I woke up, it's like I can do it, you know what I'm saying, I can I can go out there, I can play football with these guys, you know what I'm saying, even though I'm small. But I can play football with these guys, I can, I can run faster than everybody else, I can make moves, I can catch the ball, I just have to do it. And it's just all, all about believing in myself. And um, yeah, that's about it, believing in myself. And you know, for other people, just for other people that don't play football, that's off the field or just normal jobs, you know what I'm saying? Just, it's all about believing in what you can do. You know, because at the end of the day, it's all up to you and nobody else because I got to go out there on the field. Nobody can catch the ball for me but me. I got to go home. And nobody can study the plays but me. And I just got to do my job myself. And then they make everybody else happy. Love it. I mean, was there a moment? Was there a moment? You know, because Isaiah McKenzie's really been here for it all. I mean, you were there in the, I think it was 6-10 and 10 that season, right? I mean, you, you, you were there with Josh Allen for his rookie season. You're there the next season when you get to the playoffs. You're there the season after that when you get to the AFC Championship game. You personally, was there a breakthrough moment when you were really able, everything clicked, it's like, right, I'm going to be in this league. I'm going to be in this league for a long time. Uh, I would say last year. Last year, I got, out, I got on the field, scored nine touchdowns. I didn't even think I was going to score nine touchdowns. And I don't even think McDermott think I was going to score nine touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it happened for me. And I said, you know, every time I caught the ball, every time I made a play, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can do this, you know, I can, I can be around for a while. I, I can play with the big boys and things like that. So last year would say, I would say it was a breakthrough and, and it's, just, it's just confidence building for me as a receiver, as a returner. And then when Andres Roberts left, I knew I can be the man for the job. I just had to get it done, you know, camp with competition and things like that. I just had to, you know, fight my battles and, you know, compete with the guys next to me and I didn't mind doing it. Is it, is it tough? I mean, every camp, when you, when you don't know what the future entails, you know, how, how do you fight? Like, you don't, you know, it's, it'd be, we, we all would love to get the contract Josh Allen got. I don't know, right? It's not, not, not bad dole. <laughs> but, like, how, how do you, you kind of stay in survival mode, in attack mode, when nothing's guaranteed? 
season to season? Um, I don't know. Like I'm sitting there. Like I go to I go to my room every day. I eat Chick Fil A. Play Call of Duty. <laughs> I eat Chick Fil A. You know what I'm saying? I'm eating candy and I'm just eating all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, I just hope they don't call my phone and tell me to come upstairs <laughs> and bring my iPad. So <laughs> yeah, just just don't answer it. You're right. Just don't answer. Don't answer. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> like George Costanza, right? He just showed up to work every day. But yeah, I mean, I can't. I, you, I could do that. Not answer the phone. Uh, but, you know, just going to my room every day after practice, like, you know, did I do a good job today? And I'm like, man, maybe McDermott didn't think I did a good job, but I did. So, I do, you know, but at the same time, I just stay level-headed. I'm like, okay, well, I did this right, I did this right. And like you said, control is control, and that's all I can control is my, you know, my gameplay, my effort, and my mindset. So, you know, every day I went into to work, it's like, okay, I got to beat the man next to me, but I also don't want him to hate me. I, I, want, I want him to be around as well, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, I can use the money way more than he can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying, it's survival of the fittest, you know what I'm saying? You do what you got to do without stepping on other people's feet. And, you know, that's what I've been doing this whole time. And I just, you know, now I'm here, you know what I'm saying, just trying to do my job and help this team win. Love it. It's, what, what makes this team special to you? I, is, is, I mean, everybody here is just dying for a Super Bowl. Their dads were dying for a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, you've gotten a sense for it being here for a few years now, but like it's, it's different in Western New York. These people have been waiting. They're starving. They went through the, the four Super Bowl losses. I know my father-in-law here and his dad, you guys went to a few of them, right? Hey, wide right. Did, it, did you think the kick was good when you saw it, right? Yeah. They, they didn't have flash screens back then, probably. No, it was, but you were there. <laughs> the Music City Miracle, the playoff drought, like every, like two generations, several generations have been waiting for a team like this that has a legitimate shot to win the Super Bowl. Like, does, I mean, as a player, does that stuff, does that stuff resonate? Does that stuff matter? I, I know, like, you know, a lot of guys, they don't know this stuff. They don't know the history locally, but like, now that you've been here for a while, I imagine you have a sense for it. I do. And like I said, coach brings it up all the time. And you know what I'm saying? This seems special. You know what I'm saying? Since I've been to that guy, since I've come here and been through the ups and downs, you know, playoff, the playoffs 2019 and then last year and then the 6 and 10 season, like I've been through it all. You know what I'm saying? I've seen guys come and go, big time guys come and go, Terrell Pryor, Kelvin Benjamin, all those guys. So I, it's been rough, but now we're at a point where, you know what I'm saying, we're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? The whole, the locker rooms, there, there's never been any animosity between, you know, each other and things like that. We just, we know to come out, go out there and, you know, put on a show for the fans. You know, we know what they're waiting on. We want, we want the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Make all of us happy. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, we said this last year because we were close. It was the AFC Championship. I said, yeah. I mean, we, I told Diggs, I said, yeah, we go to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, the, the whole Western New York is catching on fire. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and I was like, well, and then, but it was a little joke, but it was like, we were mid-season, and I was like, yeah, we, we were thinking about, you know, I wouldn't say we were thinking about Super Bowl plans, we were just coming out with Super Bowl ideas and stuff like that. And a lot of guys was like, yeah, it'd be too cold to come back for the parade. <laughs> but, 
know what I'm saying? Hopefully we win the Super Bowl and, and you know, let God be with us. Is, is that something that, like, Sean McDermott owns? Like, when he's talking to the team, you know, is it, does he use the, use the word Super Bowl? Like, does he say, I just remember as a kid, you know, growing up a Packer fan, Brett Favre gets out of rehab, going through all his personal, he goes, this is Super Bowl or bust, 96. And it's like, all right, anything short of the Super Bowl is yeah, a failure. Yeah. And I think a lot of coaches, quarterbacks, people, are they're, they're kind of afraid to speak in those terms. But you, you were one game short. Does anybody internally kind of set that as, all right, Super Bowl or bust? It's, it's strong to say those words, but down those lines into the season like this. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, we, McDermott says this all the time, take, a, take it a day at a time, a game at a time. And that's what we kind of do, you know what I'm saying? But we know we have the team, and we know, you know, nobody's going anywhere. Everybody has to come to work every day and do their job. And we know everybody wants to come to work and do their job. So we have a chance, you know, starting there. You know, everybody wanted to, you know, come together and, you know, win games. So when it comes to that point where we have to win those big games to go to the championship or get in the championship, we know what we need to do because we've done it. We come to work every day and we're just trying to, you know, be the best version of ourselves and win games. So I would say it wouldn't be Super Bowl or bust, but we have a, we have a high chance of, you know, doing some things. <laughs> I imagine a theme, you know, with, with this show, I mean, we talked at length about it, where you come from, your roots, Miami Gardens, Florida, you grew up near the, the Dolphin Stadium, right? Which, by, by, by the way, for that game, how many tickets did you have to buy again? You, you told me we were hanging out here earlier. Uh, well, for the Dolphins game. The yeah, Dolphins. every year I buy 200 tickets every year. Out of your own pocket, right? I, the, nobody's giving you those. No, no. It's 200 <laughs> tickets. It's from uh, the people back home that I grew up with, uh, family, friends, uh, little league coaches, high school coaches, everybody I grew up with, everybody that, you know, looked at, look after me, you know, growing up. So it's a good deed that I do every year. That's great. I mean, yeah, definitely give it up. I think guys, guys assume, like, you got all players just print money. It's not the case. Yeah, I mean, print, like money. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't know where you want to start, but, like, you're – so your grandmother raised you, right? You guys are really, really close. We talked a lot about those old stories. But what was life like growing up in, in Miami Gardens for Isaiah McKenzie? Um, it, was, it was rough, but it was fun. You know, like he said, I was raised by my grandma. Uh, didn't, didn't know my parents at all growing up. So my grandma took care of me most of my life. Uh, but as I got older, you know, things, things got tougher. You know what I'm saying? But... It was also fun because we grew up in apartments and the apartments had a, like a hundred kids. So every day I come outside, at least I knew I had friends outside, you know. But um, <clears throat> it was fun, it was rough, you know, it was, times were hard, and sometimes, you know, sometimes. And, but um, it was eight of us, it was eight of us, but not all of eight of us lived in one apartment. It was me and my little brother, my sister. It was just three of us in, in one apartment. And um, we made the best of it, we had a little fun, you know what I'm saying, but um, growing up, it was, it was. I'd say it was fun. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? I've learned a lot of things. Learned a lot of things. Got a lot. Got in a lot of trouble. And I think the, I think the trouble was the, the, the funnest part. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, running away from people, getting in trouble, stealing. But, <laughs> but like I was, I was young. You know what I'm saying I was learning, and I feel like those those le I've I've learned a lot of lessons from doing those things. I mean, um, you know, getting to 
going to high school at American Heritage High School. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's in Fort Lauderdale, the best high school in America. Um, um, American Heritage High School taught me a lot, private school. Knew nothing about, knew nothing about the school at all. But um, I went there in ninth grade. And funny story, my head, the head coach, because when you're in middle school, you don't, have to, you don't have to get the grades to play football. You just go to football practice after getting a report card full of Fs, right? You get the, <laughs> you get the high school. Real talk, right? <laughs> yeah, futures. <laughs> you get to high school, you need the grades to play football. See, I never knew that part. So <laughs> I get to high school in ninth grade, and I, I tell you no lie, my GPA was a 1.7. And I say, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> so my, uh, my high school coach, he said, yeah, you know you can't play with a 1.7. I was like, so what do I have to do? He said, first you have to go to class. I was like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I wasn't skipping class. It was just like I wasn't going. <laughs> What, what, what would you do? Like, <laughs> just skip a class. So uh, the school was 45 minutes away, so sometimes I wasn't showing up. And my grandma couldn't take me sometimes. And, and another thing, she had to work at the school at night, but she was also in and out of the hospital, so I would have to work at the school after practice. So instead of doing all that, I was like, yo, I'm not going today. So, but yeah, I, I forgot that I had to go to class. So, so, so we'd get there, and I would get there... I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, had to be on the bus at 6.20. School set, starts at 8 o'clock, and it, it would be like a 45-minute bus ride. Um, I get to class. I never forget my first class was physical science, and I knew nothing about science, nothing. <laughs> and so my coach would say, yeah, you know, first we'll start one class at a time. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you know, what do I have to do in these classes? Because in middle school, I did nothing. Nothing. And he go, yeah, you're going to go to class, you're going to take notes, you're going to listen, you're going to follow directions. And at the time, now that I, knew, now that I, that I know what follow direction mean, I didn't follow any of it. <laughs> so I used to fall asleep in class because I got up so early. I would leave class. My coach would ask me, you know, where's the notes? I'm like, um, you know what I'm saying? my dog ate it or something, just something crazy. I don't even have a dog, right? But it got to that point, and after a while, going years and years of high school, got over that hump of not going to class, not skipping, but just not going. Um, got over that hump. My 12th grade, my junior year, um, I was waiting on a Miami offer. I didn't have an offer until my junior year. I waited on a Miami offer. They didn't offer right down the street. Uh, Cincinnati offer was my first offer. And then after that, I got 27 more. Um, my senior year came around, committed to Notre Dame, um, committed to Notre Dame for a while. And um, I guess this is the story you're waiting on. <laughs> committed to Notre Dame for a while. And um, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to go. So what happened was I got to campus. This is a rated for all the kids. <laughs> Close your ears. <laughs> I got to campus and the coach goes, he goes, yeah, we have one room. And I, I, I didn't know if he was kidding or not. He goes, um, you, before you, and it, for, you to, for you to be able to come here, there's no sexual intercourse throughout the whole school. Oh, oh, oh what? All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
This is Notre Dame. Yeah, not Dame. BYU. Yeah, not BYU. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. He wow. goes, and I, and I was like, and for me, in my brain, I'm young, and I'm like, is that for real? On Monday, <laughs> on Monday, I decommitted. <laughs> Wow. So, is that is that for real? Like, is that a Notre Dame thing? Like, is I, did you no, guys talk it, about? I, so after a while, like after I decommitted, and I'll get to that part. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that I decommitted, and then I went to the All American game. I became an All American. Went to the All American game. Played an All American game. The day before signing day comes along, and I'm not committed to anyone. And Georgia. Offered me the, the night, the night before signing day, and I had never visited Georgia. I didn't think I was going to Georgia or anything. My teammate Sony Michelle, he was a Patriot. Now he's a Ram in LA, but he was my t- high school teammate. We went to college together, and the day before signing day, Georgia offered. He was committed to Georgia, and they offered me, and I was like, Yo, should I go? I know nobody there. I just know him. He goes, It's up to you. And I'm like, All right. I take I don't I don't take any visits and like I said before, my parents weren't around so they couldn't help me out so I was thinking on my own. <laughs> my grandma had no idea what college was, and I get the day before signing day the day of signing day I go um, say my speech and everything like that and I tell I, I stand up and I'm like I guess I'm going to and then my teammate brings me the hat and I was like I guess I'm going to the University of Georgia so I end up going to the University of Georgia, not knowing anyone. And the head coach told me, he goes, yeah, we don't care what you do now because you're committed to us. You signed it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I get there. So that's kind of how I got to Georgia. It's a, long, it's a little long story, but we only have an hour, and I want, I want to fulfill you guys' needs. We got time, man. We got time. Um, I want to backtrack to growing up in, in Miami. You mentioned your grandmother, and I, I got to say, like, we got the wheels turning on this idea where I'm like, people have to get to know Isaiah McKenzie <laughs> beyond, you know, the press conference and, you know, all the, all the centralized message, all that was when we did the happy hour at Go Long. We have players, current players, former players on our website. We do Zooms. We'll throw a few beers back. You don't drink. So I appreciate you coming on, even though that, that, was, that was good, Isaiah. Got a, got, a, got a profession to worry about here. But you had a joke, like, we, we asked you for your best prank of all time, and this had everybody in stitches. It was unbelievable. I'm going to let you tell it. There's many pranks. I'm sure maybe you don't even remember, but with your grandmother, um, take it from the top. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, my grandma was at work all day, and I was outside playing, you know, playing basketball, being a kid, you know. And um, I thought it was a good idea to play this prank, you know, play this joke on her. And I'm going to keep the long story short, like I said. But um, I went in the house, got a lot of ketchup. Uh, I had a lot of ketchup. <laughs> and at the time, uh, she was at work. She comes out to work, and um, I'm in the I'm in the room, um, and I'm like, "Hey, she's about to come home. It's time for me to, you know, play a joke." And I thought it was funny. And she didn't, she didn't think it was too funny. But I got the ketchup, sprayed it sprayed it all over me or whatnot, da, da, da. and then I lay in the bed, man in the bed. Bloody up, blood all over me. And, uh, she comes home. She comes home, and I'm I'm laying in bed. Now I'm a hard sleeper, but I'm not asleep. But like it's hard to wake me up. So they, you know, a lot of people just thought I was asleep. So she calls the neighbors over. She gets in the house. 
and she's standing over me. <laughs> and she's standing over me. I can hear, I can hear, I can hear, and I'm like, and I'm just laying there, mom, no smile, no nothing. Best act of my life. <laughs> and and uh, so she's she thinks she thinks Isaiah is no more. She thinks I'm gone. She thinks I'm dead. Out of here, right? And uh, she calls the neighbors over, and everybody's you know standing around me. Blah blah blah. She calls, and then she ends up calling the, the the ambulance, right? She calls the ambulance. I'm still laying there, laying there, laying there, laying there, right? Just laying there. <laughs> so at no point, like you're 11, 12 years old, right? Yeah. At no point you're like, all right, I, t I took this too far. Like, I've got ketchup all over me. I'm laying in bed. My grandma thinks I'm dead. At no point, it's like, all right, I, I got to end this. You, you, you took it to the ambulance that's coming and everything. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure all the 11, 12-year-olds in here, <laughs> they don't know what too far is. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I wasn't skipping school. I, wasn't going to, I just wasn't going to class. So I didn't know what too far was when I got older. But... <laughs> but you know, I didn't think I was taking it too I thought I was taking it to the best prank ever. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, the best prank ever. And so, yeah, so she calls the ambulance, the ambulance come, and I pop right up. Right up. <laughs> what, ha what happens when you, pop, when you rise from the dead like that? So I pop right up, and she immediately goes, she, I can't say curse words, sorry. <laughs> But she told me about myself, you know what I'm saying? She called me. <laughs> and uh, I, got a, I got a whooping. I actually got a whooping that night. We were coming home from the store. I got a whooping. She waited till I, she told, she, I was asleep. And I woke up. She told me to go take a shower. I get in the shower. And she has an extension cord. And I'm wet, I'm wet. An extension cord and I'm wet. And she goes, Oh, you want to play a prank? <laughs> she opens the shower curtain. I got a prank. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. So I started, no, I didn't say, yeah, right. I started crying. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was the prank. And I got a whooping. So will I ever do it again? <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a classic. Now that I have money, I can make it a little, I can make it better. Yeah, I can make it better. Well, I mean, yeah, it didn't slow you down, right? Like, in, in, in one bill's drive, I mean, guys got to be on their toes when Isaiah McKenzie's around. What, we, we saw what the team put out, right, with the prank calls. Whether it's that, whether it's something else, what are you doing today to kind of keep people guessing? Um, what am I doing? Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I still... I think I did a couple of things. Um, I put baby powder in their cleats, like baby powder in their cleats, or I'll put like um, uh, what else? Tea whiz. Well, for, for people who might have missed it, what did you do with the calls? Like, what were you doing with guys? Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, I was calling them, and I would tell, I would, I would, I would Facetime one of my teammates or coaches, and I'd be like, Hey, can I call you back? And they'll be like, but you called me. And I'm like, I'll call you back. And there's a lot of profanity that they gave me because of who I am, so I can't say that. But they cursed me out. A lot of guys cursed me out. And, and if you ask, Tredavious White was the funniest. He goes, uh, and he, he, I called him. He goes, he was dancing in the camera. He's dancing. Da, da, da. And I said, hey, can I call you back? Um, I'm having a baby. 
And he goes, he goes, what? He goes, why the, if you call me then. So I was like, <laughs> but it was a funny, you got to watch it to see what I'm talking about, but it's funny. But Josh gave me a bad look. Micah, he, Micah hates me. But <laughs> me and him get into it every day. But um, because he got, he doesn't like you because you were imitating Lamar Jackson too ahead of that playoff game. You're driving him nuts on the scout team, and it worked. You guys shut him down. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> the team hates me. The team hates me. Yeah. They hate me. <laughs> but they, you know, Micah, you know, those guys, they, you know. I make plays on them, and I try to, you know, push, it, you know, put it in their face every chance I get. Because in practice, that's when I get the most balls. Remember, I don't get the ball at all. So in practice, I get the most reps. So I take advantage. So. Love it. Well, hey, we'll get to some questions here in, in, in a second. But one like regular segment that would be fun. You know, you're just such a authentic, fun dude. I mean, what, what what's something you're into right now? Whether it's a hobby, um, whether it's something with your dog. I think there's there's a lot going on in the world of Isaiah McKenzie, so let's we should get him. Let's let's let's, let's bring him over. All right, well Isaiah, tell tell everybody about this uh, this dog. When, recently, right? You got yeah, yeah, I just got the dog. Um, I've never had a I've never had a dog in my life, so I understand how people feel when they have kids. <laughs> I gotta wake up at four in the morning, seven o'clock. We gotta feed them. I don't have to change the diaper, but. He still has to go poop. But, like, he's up. It's, it's a good precursor. It get, kind of gets you ready. Like, we, we, we got our dog a year in advance. Right. It kinda, it's, I mean, nothing prepares you, but it's got to help. The responsibility. Right. Did yeah. you ever have a responsibility like that before? Right. I'd rather have a dog than have a girlfriend at this point. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Awesome. Here he comes. What's his name? The dog's name is Poppy. P-A-P-I. Poppy. Poppy. He's coming right now. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I love it. Poppy's tough, too. We learned that last week. Yeah, he got his ear bit off. Well, not ear bit off, but they bit his ear, and he started bleeding. There he is. Oh, the real star of the show. Here's Poppy. T tell us a little something about him. Um, well, he's 12 weeks now. He's 12 weeks. Um, he's he's a a pit bull. <laughs> That's about it. He's from California. Um, from California. Yeah. So I got him all the way from California. He's a little he's a little rowdy right now. So you gotta excuse him. But this is Poppy, and he's he's feisty right now. So he's gonna sit. He's probably tired. Oh, my, my wife really wants a pit bull. So maybe she can just babysit yours, you know, instead of us. <laughs> that, that's great. So what, the, the, the decision to get a dog when you're a professional, you got, you got enough on your plate. Yeah. What went into it? Um, like you said, I, I guess it keeps me level-headed, you know what I'm saying? It gives me something to do because um, I'm always thinking, like, you know what I'm saying, what's, what to do next when I'm not playing football. So now I get to take care of him, and um, that's about it, you know what I'm saying? I, I think... I'm, I'm gonna need more people to take care of him because I'm like I'm always gone, so I need I, I actually need somebody to watch him. So but like um, I'm always gone, but you know what I'm saying I'm, hopefully I can keep this, you keep him as long as I can. You know what I'm saying I'm used to, but so just being responsible. This is it's gonna keep me level headed. It keeps me grounded. You know what I'm saying keeps me on my toes. 
It's just like a kid. Did the paternal instincts kick in when he gets bit last week? Are you ready to like, you know, throw bows here? No, actually, I got scared. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, his ears bit off. So like, you see the stitches, and he was bleeding everywhere. And I was like, what do I do? I'm saying because I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Well, if anybody uh, has a question for for Poppy or or Isaiah, uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> the question is, what is on Isaiah's socks here? No, no, no. It's uh, it's called Topo Chico. It's um, it's a uh, it's a water that we sell at uh, my restaurant, my barbecue restaurant. Um, it's Topo Chico. It's, I've never drank the water. I don't like water, but I just like the socks. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. You do, you don't like water. Yeah, it's just strawberry lemonade and Gatorade. Yeah. How, how do you like? Is it how do you say quenched during the game? You know, you get parched. You get you don't have any water. No, I mean, I barely get the ball. Why would I need water? <laughs> we need. We got to get McDermott here. Is he anywhere? Day ball. Awesome. Anybody else have a question? They want to know if they can meet your dog. You want like hold it? Oh yeah. <laughs> he says, I like these cords. I want to mess around with these. Paul, you had a question, right? Best friend on the Bills. Best, you're on the record. The best, <laughs> best friend on the Bills. Uh, to me and McDermott, my pants. Um, the best, best friends on the Bills. I'm um, best friend on the Bills. Ah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I love all the guys. Now, which one I would love a little bit more? Uh, it's tough. It's just tough because it's, there's two guys I hang out with the most. It's Isaiah Hodgins and Gabe Davis. Like, we hang out all the time. I, babys I babysit his kid. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? I'm like his... I'm like his babysitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I say Isaiah Hodges and Gabe Davis. I think those two are the... Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like Josh or anything, no. <laughs> he should be, right? If you want to get the ball. I, I, I thought you were a dad for a while with the photos on, on social. So you, that, that, that was when you're babysitting, right? Oh, yeah. You're babysitting. What, what's the babysitter Isaiah McKenzie like? What are you doing? Um, typically, like, usually I'm not watching the baby. Like, I'm just there. <laughs> and if something happens, I have to, like, 
help with the situation. <laughs> so like, I basically like, if he is about to fall off the couch, I grab him at the last minute. Or if he wakes up from a nap when his parents are in the house, I gotta go get him. Like, why do I have to go get him? Right? <laughs> That, that's my daughter Ella, and that's Sonny down there. We'll just maybe find a different babysitter. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah, baby, babysitting's not easy. You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I don't know. Like me and babies get along. Yeah, I think uh, you do. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right, we got time for a couple more. Gary. Asking about your role on offense, yeah, yeah. Not, not getting as many snaps, returning. Um, um, I did get hurt in the beginning of the season, so they're trying to, you know, manage, you know, the, the playing time and trying to get me back healthy. Um, but other than that, it's just, just, just how the game's going. You know what I'm saying? We've been, we've been winning with what we've been doing. We've been running the ball well. You know what I'm saying? We know we can pass the ball and things like that. And you know what I'm saying? We got, we got some guys that we got to give the ball to. Understandable, <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying. Like it's, you just gotta wait your turn. And I don't mind waiting. You know what I'm saying I'm the returner, so I mean I get to make plays being the returner, so I don't mind at all. You know what I'm saying I just whenever I get the ball on offense, I just make a play and I'll come back to you and be like, hey, I remember that question. Right. I was gonna say if you shows into this, right? Yeah. That's when things are gonna bust open. <laughs> um, no, it means hey, it's Beasley, you know. You never <laughs> It's Beasley, you know what I'm saying? It's it's Twitter, it's social media, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, he's he's just speaking his mind, you know what I'm saying? McDermott respects him, respects him, respects his decision. We respect him as a team and things like that. So, you know what I'm saying? It's it's what he decides to do and that's, you know, that's cool. Saying we all gonna, we still, I still love him. McDermott loves him, you know. And you know, it doesn't get away of our, you know, our play. I'm saying we go out there each and every week, vaccinated, unvaccinated. We still go out there and play football and try to blow people out like we've been doing this whole time. So it's been, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got two over here. Does the weather, the rain, does that make a difference with right, returning, catching? Great question. The weather definitely makes a difference. As you, as you uh, what was it, a Washington game where the ball was up in the air and then the wind, the ball was up in the air and I let it hit the ground, which I shouldn't have let it hit the ground, but I, I couldn't get to it. So I was like, <laughs> but the only reason it, like, it hit the ground is because the wind pushed the ball back. Yeah, the wind put it and then, I got, you know, I got ate up for it. It's like, hey, saying, well, outside the building, everybody was like, hey, you should have caught that. It's like, I wish I could have. <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> the ball just stopped. But um, even, you know, whether like, I prefer the rain than win any day because the ball moves in the air. But when it's rain, 
you just gotta either you wear gloves or not. And as you can see during the game, it was the rain to stop, it'll go. I would have to take off my gloves, put my gloves back on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm comfortable with catching in any weather at this point. Um, but yes, it, it is hard, especially in that stadium where it's windy, cold, rainy. You never know what you're gonna get on Sunday. So they try to prepare us in practice. McDermott, you know, he gives us wet balls. Oh no, no. Anywhere else besides here is awesome. <laughs> no, I don't say that. Hey, but you you chose to resign here when oh, you could have no. gone elsewhere. So. <laughs> no, I mean I don't mean I don't mean like I just mean when it comes to the weather. You know what I'm yes. saying? Just the weather. Everybody can agree with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to the weather and especially playing in that stadium with the balls in the air, anything can happen. Anywhere else outside of here, you're you're fine. You're, like, being here is like, okay, you're going to get the worst of the worst. Going anywhere else, flowers and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> well said. We've got one, one in the back, then one up here. <laughs> Hard to say no to that, right? Man of the people. Cannot thank everybody enough here, too, for coming out. This has been awesome. Really appreciate everyone. Got four more. So all, the, all the dates are going to be on golongtd.com. Isaiah will, will shoot them out. We'll let you know. Awesome, Isaiah. And we've got a question right here. Um, Pre-game rituals. Oh, I started this uh, this season. The night before the game, like, I ordered room service to ribeye steak. So I just have a nice little steak. And then, uh, and then the next morning, um, me and Poppy go for a run, because he has to go for a run. We go for a run in the morning, and then I go to the stadium. Um, uh, every, yeah, every game at, so if we play at one, I go out at 11, and me and the assistant receivers coach, Mark Lubick, we throw the ball for about 30 minutes. I've done that for the past three years. Um, other than that, I don't have a pre, I, I, I guess, I kind of like talk smack to digs and stuff like that. Just try to. Use. Um, I listen to a lot of Mark Anthony. Uh, Mark Mark Anthony. Yeah, Latin music. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Just get me dancing. You know, get the, I'm really dancing out the jitters, but you know what I'm saying. Just, just get me dancing, get my mind somewhere else. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, that's about it. It works. It works. It's working so far. Yeah. Great question. Got time for a couple more right here? <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Quick. Um, I don't think I ever found a hole so fast as a returner. Um, I just feel like um, when I get the ball in my hands, I just had to, it's, it's hard. 
it's like it's very hard. Like I was this past weekend, I was catching the ball in the rain, and I caught the ball, and I'm like, "Is a guy standing right here?" You know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta make a miss. That's what they paid me minimum wage for. So, <laughs> so I gotta get, I gotta make him miss. Um, but yeah, it's 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 hard to find a hole. You know what I'm saying? But I got great guys in front of me that's blocking for me, and. You know, if a guy goes missing, then I got to make that guy miss and I got to make the next guy miss. I think <laughs> I think every game, because in practice, like, I make a lot of guys miss, right? So when we get to the games, I think every guy that's blocking for me, when they lose their block, they go, I get, they'll make a miss. He'll make a miss. I'll go to somebody else. And then you got uh, 10 guys in front of me saying the same thing. So I got to make 10, uh, 10 guys miss. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you were standing in front of me blocking for me and there's a guy over here blocking for me, you say, okay, Isaiah can make my guy miss. He's thinking the same thing. And it's like, okay, now I got to make two guys miss. And it's like, all right, well, I need to get paid a little bit more if I'm going to make two guys miss. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Come on now. If I'm going to make all these guys miss, I got to get paid a little bit more. But, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's an element of fearlessness with it, isn't there? Yeah, you got to be crazy to be back there. You got to be a nutcase. And I guess I'm kind of nutty. Yeah, so. it's perfect. Well, awesome. We cannot thank everyone here for coming out. This was great. Um, Isaiah McKenzie's the man. Appreciate you, Isaiah. Awesome. Great questions, great time. Uh, we'll be doing it again here four more times, right? Yes, yes, we will. And um, I promise next time it'll be better than this time. I was just, this is my first time, so it's kind of like, kind of rough. We're great. We're going to watch the film yeah. and break it down. Break it down, yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, hey, I can't thank you enough, Isaiah. Appreciate you coming out, man. And uh, go along TD.com. We'll have all the dates on there. Subscribe, sign up. We appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.